Warning, this episode contains adult content and adult language. A lot of adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Hi guys, before I start the podcast, I need to tell you what's going on. I apologize for the sound quality of this episode. I was agonizing whether I should just scrap and re-record the whole thing or if I should just get it out because I realized that it is late. Not only was I having problems with my mic, so you will notice that the sound will go up and down at times. I just wanted to warn you in case you're wearing headphones. Another thing, I had so much technical difficulty yesterday That's why the podcast is so late. My internet was going out. My mic was not working right. So I apologize. I just wanted to give y'all fair warning because I decided I should just go ahead and release the podcast rather than re-recording and making all of you wait even longer. So I do apologize for the sound quality. I have my mic fixed now, I think. Thanks a lot, guys. Now let's get to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bold and Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and I've titled this week's episode, Grieving Father or Creepy Stalker. I know what I think. I'm curious what all of you think. Before we get started, I want to apologize for not putting out an episode last week and for not letting you guys know. I actually recorded a message and then I got busy and forgot to post it, but I had a lot of family things going on and I decided to take Easter off, but I should have let you guys know, so I do apologize for that. Now, I have some very special shout-outs. First, I want to give a shout-out to Debbie Sachi or Sachi. I'm not sure. Debbie S. She wrote me a comment on iTunes. And Debbie writes, I think Hope will end up with Thomas and his son. Liam will go back with Steffi or end up there. I'm usually not far off on these things. In this particular case, I hope Debbie is wrong, but she probably isn't. Thank you so much, Debbie, for leaving me a five-star rating and a comment on iTunes. It helps the podcast tremendously, and I appreciate it. Next, I'd like to shout out Renee DaCosta B., I'm not sure if she wanted me to say her last name, so I'm not going to. Renee writes, I agree with Ken. It would be juicy if Bill ended up being Kelly's father. Then Taylor would quit trying to make Liam leave Hope. Yeah, I wish. I do not like Donnie Osmond Thomas. This cracked me up when she wrote this because I didn't see this until she said it, but now I see it. So, I do not like Donnie Osmond Thomas. And I do like Wyatt and Sally together. I wouldn't mind Will being happy with his parents. And Deacon would be perfect to be Flo's father. I agree. We we now know, because this was from a couple weeks ago, so we now know 
that Storm's her father, but it would have been cool if Deacon was. Then she writes, I hope they give Hope back her baby. There's there's my opinions. Keep up the good work on the podcast and I will listen soon. Renee, I agree with pretty much all of your comments because I have always thought in the back of my mind that maybe Kelly is actually Bill's and not Liam's. Thank you so much, Renee, for getting in touch and also for being so sweet because Renee is a sweetheart. She was worried about me whenever there was no podcast out, so she wrote and asked me if I was okay. And it's just family drama stuff. One thing that I'm really worried about right now is my brother. He is nine years older than me, and he is not in the greatest of health. So he has to have a surgery this Tuesday. And we've all been kind of worried about him. And Saturday, yesterday, he he was not feeling well, and he was started feeling really strange. And my sister-in-law took him to the ER, so I was... I've been really worried about my brother. I'll keep you posted. After his trip to the the ER, I'm not sure if they're still going to do the surgery or not. But he's doing better now, and he got sent home with new medications. So I just have a lot going on. So I really appreciate you checking on me, Renee. Thank you. Next, I want to shout out Kenneth C., 2013. Kenneth is hilarious, by the way. So I wrote down what he said, and I have to read it because it was funny. So Kenneth says, when he found out that Flo was a Logan, he was screaming at his screen, which I thought was funny because I do that all the time. My husband thinks I'm insane. So He says, Flo, your dad is alive. He's living in Port Charles. And I just thought that was hilarious. He also loved Bill's reaction when he found out he wasn't Flo's father. Me too, Ken. Me too. Ken also is a huge Don fan. Don who plays Bill. And so am I. He's been following him since Young and the Restless. Ken did a happy dance when Katie didn't accept Bill's proposal. Okay, spoiler alert. Should have said that first. Sorry, guys. And Ken loved seeing Shauna and Bill together. He calls them shill. At least I think that's how you pronounce it. S-H-I-L-L. But Ken ultimately wants Bill and Steffi together. He's a big Bill and Steffi fan. And you know what? I'm not against this. I have always thought it would be so interesting if Bill was Kelly's father. And the last thing that Ken said that really cracked me up, because I thought it was very ironic, because of of this this week's episode title. Ken says... Thomas is now totally stalkerish, and I just cracked up because I couldn't agree more. His behavior just disgusts me. Using someone's grief against them. Well, 
I don't like it. Oh, and earlier, I talked to Ken, and we were talking about the Emmys, and he had a really good question. Who would you rather win? Heather, Heather Tom, who plays Katie, or Jacqueline Wood, who plays Steffi? I am a diehard Heather fan, so I have to go with Heather because she she's one of my favorites. But I also like Jacqueline a lot, so as long as one of them win, I'll be happy. And Ken says maybe it'll be a tie. Maybe it will, Ken. That would be cool. So thank you, Ken. I love to hear your comments. They always make me laugh. And I do agree with most of them. And last but not least, I have a very special place in my heart for this next person. Because she was my number one fan. Literally. She was the first fan of the podcast that got in touch with me. And we've been talking since the beginning. And I'm sure she knows who I'm talking about. That is MK. And MK writes, Hi, I hope all is well with you. I am eagerly awaiting your next podcast. And since it's a bit delayed, I thought I would message and ask if you are okay and life is okay. I love your podcast and the way you analyze the week after your recaps. You are so funny. I am a Steffi fan. But I hate this Hope Baby storyline. I had to stop watching because it's so sad and only keep up with stories by listening to your podcast. Every time I think about Hope, it makes me cry for what she is going through. It is so, so unfair because we know her baby is not dead. I hope the truth comes out soon. Me too, MK. Thank you so much for checking on me and for loving the podcast and for being my number one fan. And I pretty much agree with all of this. I'm a crier, so I totally get it because I I cry all the time over Hope's situation. And trust me, MK, you are not alone. Tons of people have told me they stopped watching, and I totally get it. Because it has been so, so dark that it is hard to watch at times. And they keep messing with our head, which is making me crazy. Because they'll make you think that the truth's going to come out, but then it doesn't. So, thank you so much, MK, for always being a supporter of the podcast. And thanks to Renee... Kenneth and Debbie also. Keep your comments coming because I love to hear what everyone thinks. Alright, moving on. I do not have any news for this week. I didn't see anything that was really interesting. It was mostly spoilers, which I don't like to do because I just don't like to spoil it, to be honest. But before we get started, there's one more thing that I need to tell you guys. Something exciting happened. What was exciting to me anyway. So, if I'm going to promote something or talk about something, I always message or call or whatever the person, whether it be a fellow podcaster or a friend or whatever it is, I always message them and let them know I want to do this and make sure that it's okay. And so, out of courtesy, 
I messaged Lawrence St. Victor to find out if it would be okay with him and Carla Mosley if I plugged or promoted their new web series. Now, if you're new to the podcast, then you might not know this, but my absolute favorite is Lawrence St. Victor and Carla Mosley. I love both of them. I've been following them since Guiding Light. And so I did not expect him to message me back. I was just doing it out of a courtesy. And you're not going to believe this. He messaged me back. So basically, I just asked him, would it be okay if I talk about his series on the podcast? Because I love his new web series. I think it is hilarious. And he wrote back, that would be awesome. And thank you so much. So I wanted to tell you guys about it. Basically, Carla and Lawrence are playing Robert and Denise, and they're a married couple, and the thing that I love the most about the show, what really makes it so funny, is that it's very, very different from your typical family comedy, like sitcom. The thing that makes it so funny and unique is that it covers real-life situations. For example... These are fights that 90% of couples have had. Denise is a horrible cook, but Robert doesn't want to hurt her feelings. So he's trying to tell her without telling her, so to speak. And um, of course, one of his old buddies and his wife are coming to visit. And neither one of them are that happy about it. I mean, everyone's fought over this. Jealousy. One of Denise's exes liked something on her Facebook, which sparked some jealousy. So these are real fights. So it's very relatable. And I started watching it, and I just couldn't stop watching it. I just binge-watched them. And the best thing is that they're not super long, so they're easy to binge. Or they're easy to watch, like at work when no one's looking or on your lunch break because they're they're not long at all. So please check out this show because I think y'all would love it. It's very, very funny. And you guys know that I love to support the actors. Even if they leave the soap or they do something else, I love to support the actors because they work really hard. And I appreciate their hard work. Don't forget to check it out. It's called Weblocked. It's on YouTube. I'll put a link in my show notes. Maybe we can get Lawrence or Carla or both on the podcast one day. Fingers crossed, guys. Okay, that's all of the news and gossip I have for this week. Enough with the chit chat. Let's get to the recap. Okay, guys, so I decided to cover both weeks, the week of Easter and this past week. What I did was I went through Easter week and I just did the highlights, all the important things, so that we would all be on the same page. So Monday, now this is Easter week, guys, so this would be Monday, April 15th. So... On Monday, Hope is so excited that she has a new cousin and she insists that Flo has to meet her new aunts. So they all head over to Brooks, minus Quinn. She heads to Bill's office. 
Quinn has an interesting conversation with Bill. She lets him know that she wants Wyatt and Flo together. She does not want him with Sally. And she tells him Wyatt is actually with Flo at Brooks as they speak. And then, I thought this was funny, Quinn predicts that the Logans will cry, hug, cry again, and then welcome Flo to the family. And guess what? Quinn's prediction is correct. Back at Brooks, they are all shocked to hear Flo is a Logan. But they are also very happy because they have a piece of storm. And guess what? They cry, they hug, they cry again, and then they welcome Flo to the family. But trouble soon arises when Shauna informs them that Flo has never had any children or ever been pregnant. Everyone's shocked. Tuesday. At Brooke's house, everyone wants to know what's going on. Then Shauna talks to Flo alone, and Flo begs her to just play along, and she will explain later. And to be honest, Shauna's being a good mother, and she does it. Of course she does. My mom would do the same thing if I asked her. Most people's moms would. After Flo... Shauna and Wyatt leave. The Logans, the Logans gossip about how weird it is that Flo's mother doesn't know about the adoption. And Brooke says maybe all of this will change Flo's mind. Back in Bill's office, Quinn informs him that Flo is Phoebe's biological mother. And he's really shocked. I mean, what are the odds? Then Quinn warns Bill that he better do right by Wyatt this time since he did leave Forrester Creations to go back to Spencer and Bill assures her he will. This just gave me a thought. Wouldn't it be cool if Flo told everyone she changed her mind about the adoption that she wants to give her baby to Hope now? That would be interesting. Very interesting. So... Flo and Shauna arrive back at Flo's apartment, and Shauna wants to know what the hell is going on. So Flo explains everything. Then Wednesday, at Forrester Creations, Brooke tells Ridge, Pam, Charlie, Quinn, and Eric her big news that Flo is a Logan. Charlie is skeptical that maybe Flo is not trustworthy, but Quinn assures them that she is. And of course, they're all shocked, but very happy for Brooke. And Ridge says that he would really appreciate it if no one tells Steffi or Taylor yet, because he's not sure how they will react to knowing that they're raising a Logan. Which, I cannot wait to see Taylor's reaction. I love it. I think it's going to be awesome. So later, when everyone leaves, Brooke and Ridge have a sweet moment together. On the couch. (laughs) In the executive office. It was a... You know how they are. It was a sweet moment though for them. Over at the cabin, Hope and Liam are discussing Flo. And Hope tells him everything. And how now it makes sense why she feels connected to Flo and Phoebe. Then they chit chat and laugh. And Liam starts to get romantic with Hope. They start kissing and kissing, but as soon as it gets heated, she stops him. 
And I was, when I was watching this, I was like, I do not like this, guys. This is not a good sign. Over at Flo's apartment, Shauna is super upset. She can't believe Flo has gotten herself involved in this mess. She is shocked, really. Flo explains that she can't live with this guilt, especially now. That her life cannot start until she does the right thing. Especially now that they are blood. So they both agree, Shauna and Flo both agree, that Flo should tell Hope the truth. Because she can't take it anymore. Thursday, Thomas and Ridge are at Brooke's house. And Ridge tells Thomas about Flo being Hope's cousin. And as he's talking, he can sense that Thomas is being a little weird. And he can sense Thomas might be catching feelings for Hope. And he is very uncomfortable with this. So Ridge very sternly reminds Thomas that Hope is married to Liam happily, which annoys Thomas for sure. And then Thomas admits that he does have feelings for Hope, which Ridge is very upset about. So Shauna and Flo at Flo's apartment, Flo wants to tell Hope, but Shauna wants her to wait until she talks to Quinn first, which really ticks me off. So Shauna leaves to go find Quinn. Wyatt stops by to see Flo to make sure she is okay and they hug it out and I'm wondering what Sally's going to think about this. Back with Hope and Liam at the cabin, Liam doesn't want Hope to feel pressured to be with him sexually but he lets her know that he definitely misses being with her and it's important to Liam to reconnect with Hope but she's not ready yet. Hope is still feeling guilty And just to piss me off, okay, she starts with the stupid, I feel guilty keeping you from the girls thing again. If you could see me right now, I'm rolling my eyes so hard because I am so over this. If Liam doesn't feel guilty about being away from the girls, why do you? Like, stop, Hope. Just stop. And you know what? Hope is my favorite, but in this moment, I I just want to scream because she's, what are you doing? You know, like, what are you doing? So, Liam professes his love for Hope. He is determined to get through this tragedy together. And poor Hope, she doesn't know how to move on. She doesn't know how to get past it. And you know what? I totally get it. Because my mom died four years ago. And I'm still trying to figure out how to get over that because I don't feel like it's something you can just get over so I get it and I imagine if it's your child it's even worse so Quinn uh Shauna excuse me Shauna finds Quinn at Forrester and Shauna goes in to talk to her and she's really happy and they're talking about flow and everything that's happened and of course Shauna chickens out and doesn't tell Quinn the truth. So Quinn tries to talk Shauna into staying in town and forgetting the past and forgetting their mistakes and just moving forward. So Shauna returns to Flo's apartment and of course Shauna wants Flo to keep her mouth shut. 
just when I started to really like her, she pisses me off. Guys, is Flo not an adult? Why doesn't she do what she wants? Why is she listening to everyone else? It is so annoying. Friday, April the 19th. Wyatt and Sally are at Wyatt's house and Sally returns home. She is shocked to hear the news about Flo. And Wyatt informs her that Liam is coming over to visit and he is worried that Liam and Hope may be having problems, like marital problems. Over at Brooks, Douglas is missing Hope, so Thomas, of course, decides that he needs to bring him to visit her. Meanwhile, at the cabin, Hope is pushing Liam to go visit Steffi and the girls. Poor Hope. Her grieving is making her not think very clearly. But, of course, Liam says no, he's not leaving her. And that he has a big surprise for her when he gets back home from visiting Wyatt. So she's intrigued and Liam leaves to go see Wyatt. And a few minutes later, guess who comes? Thomas and Douglas. They arrive with flowers for Hope. And Hope thinks Thomas is her friend. Okay? Hope trusts him. She thinks he's her friend. So she talks to him about Liam and her guilt Mistake, Hope. Mistake. Because Thomas does not have good intentions. I can just tell at this point, I wrote on my notes, he does not have good intentions. And I haven't even watched, at this point, I haven't watched this yet. But Thomas, of course, agrees with her that Liam should definitely be with Steffi and should definitely be with his girls in Paris. I'm sorry, but Thomas is disgusting. I mean, he's telling Hope she's right. Liam should go to Steffi and see his girls and da da da. And he knows that she already feels guilty and he's just making it worse. Like he's just playing on her guilt, all of her emotions. And it is disgusting. I'm sorry. So Liam arrives at Wyatt and Sally's house and basically he wants advice from them about how to help Hope and what he should do. And he tells them maybe a little too much because he tells them that they're not connecting and they haven't been intimate and he's telling them basically private things. I assume he assumes this is incompetent. Okay, just keep that in mind. So, surprisingly, Sally advises Liam to go see his girls. And so does Wyatt. And I'm like, why does everyone think separating Hope and Liam is a good idea? Okay, because I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. You got poor Liam, who feels like no matter what he does, he's letting someone down. And then you've got poor Hope, who's struggling to get through all of this. And Thomas, who's just a horrible troublemaker. And he's just playing on her emotions. And to be honest, I thought he was here to cause trouble between Sally and Wyatt, not Hope and Liam. So I'm annoyed by that. I thought for once, because Steffi's out of the picture, Hope and Liam might actually be happy. Even if it is for only, you know, a few months. 
And I don't like how Thomas is using Douglas to his advantage because that's just gross. So that is what happened Easter week. Now we're going to head into this week. So that brings us to Monday, April the 22nd. The show opens at Forrester Creations in the executive office with Brooke, Thomas, and Ridge. Thomas is showing them his new designs for Hope for the Future. He wants to help Hope get back on her feet in more ways than one. Thomas leaves the office for a meeting. And Brooke knows Ridge well. And she basically knows that there is something bothering him. And she's like, okay, spill it. I know you're upset about something. So Ridge tells her that he's worried about Thomas, but he doesn't actually tell her the whole truth or why he's worried about Thomas. Now we head over to the cabin with Hope and Liam, and Hope walks in to a beautiful candlelit dinner. It's very sweet. Hope starts her crap, though, okay? Hope starts her crap again about her guilt for keeping him from the girls, which is ridiculous and getting very old. Hope tries to convince Liam to go to Europe, but Liam will not be pushed away. He refuses to let her push him out because he needs her and she needs him. Now we head over to Forrester Creations in the side office with Thomas, Tiffany, Emma, and Simon. Thomas is meeting with some of the Hope for the Future team. He is trying to fire everyone up to help Hope. And Sally is listening to all of this through, you guessed it, a crack in the door. I swear if there were no doors on this show, no one would know anything. Thomas wants to talk to Sally alone about Hope and Liam's relationship. By the way, I'm pissed off, okay? Because Liam told Sally and Wyatt about his marriage in confidence. And I can tell you, if that was my brother and sister-in-law, so to speak, I would be mad. Now, Sally basically tells Thomas everything that Liam told her and Wyatt Friday. And I was like, wow, can't trust her, can you? That's just rude. And it shocked me because Sally is usually the one that's like, you know what? If you want to know, why don't you ask them yourself? She does not come across, or I didn't think she was the gossipy type. So Thomas admits to Sally that he has feelings for Hope. He doesn't think he ever got over her. He thinks he's in love with her. And Sally is shocked. To say the least. But really Sally. Why would he be asking all these questions? Come on. Thomas thinks he has it all figured out. He will take hope for himself and Douglas. And then he will push Liam back to Steffi. But there's one thing. That everyone. Who has ever tried. To break up hope and Liam. There's one thing. Everyone forgets. Hope and Liam's love is a very powerful force. Steffi has tried to break it over and over and over and over and over over the years, but never has been able to. 
Then Thomas makes a proclamation to Sally that he will break Hope and Liam up no matter what he has to do. And that's how Monday ends. I just want to say one thing, guys. I'm going to reserve judgment on Sally. But if Sally doesn't immediately go to Wyatt, Hope, or Liam and tell them what's going on in Thomas's plan, um, I'm going to have a problem with Sally. I like her. I really do. But if she is the nice person and the changed person that she says she is, she will not let Thomas do this. She will go tell Wyatt immediately. So I'm reserving judgment and we will see. So that brings us in to Tuesday, April the 23rd. The show opens at Forrester Creations with Thomas and Sally. They are still talking about Hope and Liam. And Thomas swears he will make it happen. They will break up. Sally is concerned. She thinks Thomas is not thinking clearly, but he assures her that he is. Then Quinn, you guessed it, walks up and you guys already know through a crack in the door, she sees Sally hugging Thomas and she's like giddy about it. I think Quinn has her own plan for what she wants to happen. So, by the way, Thomas is crazy. I'm sorry. So he starts yelling at Sally or raising his voice. That his son needs a mother and Hope needs a child. And because Sally is a normal sane person, she tells Thomas that this whole thing is crazy. And Hope and Liam have been through enough. They don't need to be sabotaged. Then Sally makes another great point. How much of this is really for Douglas and how much of this is really for Thomas. Good point. Well made. Over at the cabin with Hope and Liam, Liam lets Hope know that he is suffering too and that he really needs her. He needs his wife and he promises they will use protection so she doesn't get so she doesn't get pregnant again. Honestly, side note, I would love it if she did, because it would serve Thomas right. Hope hesitates, but then she decides that she's ready. And they make love. They have sex, they make love, whatever you want to call it. And it was a very sweet moment. Like, such a sweet moment between these two, because personally, I love these two together. I know there's a lot of Steffi Liam fans. I'm sorry, I don't get it. Maybe it's because I've been watching it so long and Hope and Liam have been in love since they were teenagers or at least since Hope was a teenager. And um, I don't know. I just don't get it. I, I don't feel like Steffi is the is a good match for Liam. But that's just my opinion, which really doesn't matter all that much in the grand scheme of things. And of course... Just as we suspected, we head over to Spencer Publications, and guess who's ran straight over there? Quinn. She ran straight to Wyatt to inform him that she just saw Sally in Thomas's arms. And of course, it's Quinn, 
So she makes it sound way worse than it really was. Quinn tells Wyatt to open his eyes. Flo is the girl for him, not Sally. She tries to get in his head and tell him that Sally and Thomas working together is not a good thing. Wyatt feels like maybe Sally is just being supportive since everyone is still grieving Caroline. And Quinn's like, oh, come on, Wyatt. So she tries to convince Wyatt to give Flo a chance and to forget Sally. She actually wants him to kick Sally out of his house. You know, I was surprised because this Quinn, right, is different than the old Quinn. Crazy Quinn, the old Quinn, would have never told anyone what she wanted or her plan. She would have kept it secret. She would have smiled in Sally's face. But behind her back, she would have been plotting this devilish scheme to get rid of her. So that flow, she could get flow in there. Right? But now, the new Quinn that's with Eric is just straightforward. She's just, I want this. I think you should do this. And this is how it should be. Which is fine. But why it's a grown-ass man. So, she might want to tone it down just a little. Like, just bring it down a notch because you don't want your son to not want to talk to you. Back at Forrester Creations, Thomas admits to Sally that hope is all he can think about. And Thomas gets distracted because he's looking at his phone. And Sally picks up his scat, his scat. Golly, I can't talk today. Sally picks up his sketch pad. And she realizes that he is making a little kid drawing. And she puts two and two together. And she's like, you are pretending Douglas drew this? Sally now is really upset. Because Thomas is acting like a crazy stalker. So Sally leaves, and Thomas calls Amelia, Steffi's nanny, in Paris. And he asked her, you're going to love this, guys. He asked her out on a date when she gets back to L.A. because he knows that she likes him. So he's using her feelings for him against her. She obviously really likes him. And he tells her his plan. He's going to return Liam to Steffi. But he leaves out the hope part. So he wants Amelia to help him do something. We don't know yet. Back over at Spencer Publications, Liam has arrived to talk to Wyatt. And he is in a super good mood. Like, he might as well be skipping around and whistling. And Wyatt's like, hmm, you're in a good mood. So Liam explains or tries to explain that he was with hope like air quotes with hope and at first Wyatt does not get it he's like why do you keep repeating yourself I'm not an idiot I get it and Liam's like no you don't and finally Wyatt realizes what Liam means and he's like oh my gosh congratulations and they're all happy and you know and Liam tells him that he feels like him and Hope are back on track. Back at the cabin with Hope, Thomas shows up to give Hope the drawing that Douglas drew for her. And she loves it, of course. 
And Thomas is really using Douglas to get what he wants. And it's disgusting. So Thomas starts going on and on and on about how great Hope is and how much he likes her and how thankful he is to have her in his life. And Douglas is so, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And Hope is obviously getting a little uncomfortable. I think she's starting to see that maybe he wants something more than just a friend. And she is obviously uncomfortable. Then, just because he's evil and diabolical, he shows her a video that Amelia sent him. By the way, he also explains to her that Amelia is very concerned about the girls. Because they really miss their father. Um, It's a little vacation. Okay? They'll be fine for six weeks. Okay? Give me a break. Jeez. So, it's a video of Kelly saying da-da, da-da, da-da over and over and over and over. And, honestly, <laughs> it's a, she's a little girl. Like, she doesn't even know what's happening. But... Here's something that I forgot to tell you a minute ago, because apparently I'm horrible at notes. But when Thomas was on the phone with Amelia, she didn't say anything like that. She said, you want to know some, she said something like, you want to know what's really cute. Every time we show Kelly Liam's photo, she says, Dada. And it's adorable. And that's what she was saying. She didn't say, oh my gosh, she's crying her eyes out every time she sees the photo. No, not at all. But of course, this is, this is what Thomas has, you know, leads hope to believe, right? That, oh, she's, you know, she's going to be traumatized because she sees her dad's photo and she's, you know, I can't. Like, I can't. So, of course... Hope gets upset, and he says, you know, Hope, it's true. When you took off your ring, it was the right thing to do. And you know, it's really time. Liam should be with his girls. You need to let him go so he could be with his family. And that's how Tuesday ends. I hate Thomas. Just had to get that out there. What kind of person upsets a woman who clearly is grieving as much as Hope is grieving. Like, are you, I can't. And then the, oh, you, you need to send him back to his family. Excuse me? Hope is his family, too. Thomas has some freaking nerve. I wish Liam would, through the crack in the door, I wish Liam would hear some of the stuff that Thomas is filling Hope's head with. Because Liam would be livid. So that brings us into Wednesday, April the 24th. The show opens at the cabin with Hope and Thomas. And Thomas has officially upset Hope with this video. She's crying. And I'm sorry, but he's diabolical. He is really pulling out all the stops too. Like really making her feel bad. He throws it in her face that she was right. Liam should be with Steffi and his family. Really? Hope promises to keep the video a secret just between them. Which I don't like already. You shouldn't keep secrets when you're married. 
So basically Thomas's explanation is that he doesn't want Steffi to get upset with Amelia for sending the video. Mm-hmm. Then Thomas tells her that Kelly needs Liam and Douglas needs her. And he is making her cry even more, which makes me want to punch him in the face, in his Donny Osmond face. He wants her to make Liam go, make him go, because of course, right? Liam has no emotion and no brain for himself. At this point, I was screaming at my TV like Ken does. Hmm. Now we head over to Spencer Publications with Wyatt and Liam. And Liam is in such a good mood. He feels so much better. He thinks that all the bad stuff and like the worst part is behind them. And they're coming out the other side. And he's so happy and da da da. And then he admits to Wyatt that he really does miss Kelly and Phoebe. And he's afraid they're going to forget him. So Wyatt has an idea. He should go to Paris and see the kids. Oh, really, Wyatt? Really? Is that your bright idea? Jeez, why is everyone trying to get rid of Liam? Why does everyone think... Well, we know why Thomas thinks it. But why does everyone think Hope and Liam separating or being apart is a good idea? I don't think that's a good idea at all. Now we head over to Wyatt's beach house. And Sally has just arrived home. And guess who's waiting for her? Quinn. Quinn is sitting on the couch with a suitcase. And she tells Sally that it's time for her to leave today. Wyatt helped her out when she was down, but now she can afford her own place. And Sally says, I'll do respect, of course, but I'm not leaving unless Wyatt asked me to. It's his decision, not yours. Quinn is now convinced that Sally is fake. And that she's playing Wyatt after she saw Sally hugging Thomas, which is very much an overreaction. So they continue to fight back and forth, back and forth. And Wyatt walks in and he's like his face, poor Wyatt. His face is like, oh, God, what's going on here? Like, what is happening now? And Sally says, oh, your mom is kicking me out of our house. This, of course, Pisses Wyatt off really good. So he kicks Quinn out. But before she leaves, she causes trouble, of course. And she tells Wyatt, look, tell her the truth. Tell her how you really felt when she stayed at Forrester instead of leaving with you and going to Spencer. Tell her how disappointed you were. Tell her the truth. And then she gives like a, a really bitchy smile and she leaves and of course Sally wants to know what the hell is that true is that how you feel and honestly Wyatt is like you know what I don't want to talk about this right now I don't want to talk about it I don't want to talk about my mom I don't want to talk about any of this and then he just grabs her and hugs her so, back at the cabin with Hope and Thomas, Liam arrives home, and he can tell that Hope is upset. So, Hope tells him that he has to go be with the girls, and she won't take no for an answer. 
she goes on and on and on about why he needs to go and uh, I'm not going to write all that down and I'm not going to repeat it because you all know exactly what she said. Okay, her guilt, her guilt. And Thomas is in the background smiling like the cat that ate the canary. Is it ate the canary or caught the canary? Anyway, he's smiling like a happy cat. Let's put it that way. So, after much talking, Hope and Thomas convince Liam that he needs to leave. He needs to go to Paris. So, finally, Liam agrees. And Thomas then says, oh, by the way, we have a plane going there. You can just hitch a ride with the legal team. And I'm like, oh, that's convenient. So, Thomas leaves. But what Liam and Hope do, but what Liam and Hope do not know is that he doesn't really leave. He leaves, but he creepily spies on them through the window. And Hope and Liam are kissing, and Thomas has a very, very creepy, weird smile on his face. And that's how Wednesday ends. So that brings us in to Thursday, April the 25th. The show opens at Forrester Creations in the executive office with Brooke and Zoe. They are working on hope for the future to help hope out. And Brooke tells Zoe the big news that Flo is a Logan. Zoe is shook. Okay, she is acting so weird and she's freaked out. And Brooke says, look, it seems like you don't really like Flo much. So, if you know something about Flo that I should know, you need to tell me now. But Zoe says, oh, no, oh, no. She plays it off. And she's like, oh, no, oh, no. I just wanted to tell you, you need to be careful. You know, people in in your position, I guess rich people, (laughs) people in your position could get taken advantage of easily. And Brooke's like, oh, thank you so much for, um, you know, your concern and I'm thinking (laughs) just wait you're gonna hate her so so much now we head over to Flo's apartment with Shauna and Flo and Shauna wants Flo to forget about everything and to leave it in the past and I'm super annoyed because really your daughter is suffering and that's your advice the same stupid advice Zoe gives her Anyway, Shauna is super excited that Flo is a Logan because basically now she's rich or she will be. And Flo wants to know more about her father. So Shauna tells her everything she can remember. He was a perfect gentleman. He was super sweet. He treated her so well and she really, really liked him a lot. Now we head over to Spencer Publications in Bill's office with Katie and Bill. And Bill tells Katie that he wants to make Will happy, and he wants Katie to know that she is and will always be his family. And out of the blue, Bill pulls out of his pocket a ring box, and he opens it, and it's this absolutely gorgeous ring. And he proposes to Katie. And to say she is caught off guard is an understatement. 
And it's very evident that Katie is scared. And she tells him, you know, I love you. And I would say yes if it was just my heart on the line. But it's not. It's Will's. And if we can't make this work and we break up again, he would be devastated. Then Katie says, I'm so sorry. I don't think that you understand, though, how much it hurt me when you left me for my sister. I just can't give you the answer that you want. And then she leaves. And it's Heather Tom, who is amazing. So, of course, she was crying. Um, I don't understand how that's so talented, how they can cry like that. Like, that's amazing to me. So, needless to say, Bill is devastated, and he leaves and heads to Il Giardino. He's very upset, and of course, he arrives, and he sits at the bar, and he's drinking alone, and drinking, and drinking, because it's Bill. And guess who shows up? Shauna, and she sits down by him to keep him company, because she can clearly tell something is wrong. Back over at Forrester Creations, in the executive office with Brooke, Katie arrives to talk to Brooke about Bill. And Katie explains everything that just happened. And Brooke is shocked. And she's also very surprised that Katie said no to his to Bill's proposal. She... I think she's kind of surprised that Katie didn't at least say, you know what... Give me a minute and let me think about it. Well, I mean, she's scared. You can't blame her. Let's be honest. Bill was not the best husband to Katie. He did leave her twice for Brooke. So, you can understand why she'd be scared. Now we head over to Flo's apartment with Flo and Zoe. And of course, Zoe has stopped by to once again be a total bitch and yell at Flo. And that's exactly what she does. She is pissed that Flo's a Logan. I mean mad. And Zoe is like, I want you gone. Excuse me. (laughs) Who do you think you are? You are an intern. You are not even family. Sorry, I just got on a rant. Sorry. And Flo says, look, I cannot take this anymore. And Zoe says, you know what? If they find out the truth, they will hate you. And this life that you want so bad with your new family will be gone. And Flo just stares at her. And then she finally says, you know what? That's a risk that I'm willing to take. So then Zoe demands that Flo tell her what she plans to do. Demands. And that's how Thursday ends. Tell you one thing, you come to my house and demand me to do something, it's not going to happen. I promise you that. So that brings us into Friday, April the 26th. The show opens at Forrester Creations with Brooke and Katie. And Brooke is shocked that Katie told Bill no without even thinking about it. But Katie explains that after everything that's happened, how can she trust Bill again? And Brooke tries to talk her into taking a risk. If, if she loves Bill at all, still, 
she should take a risk. And then she makes a point to tell Katie, Bill wants you and only you. Poor Katie. She is scared. She's scared of getting hurt. And I just don't, I get it. Then Donna walks in and they tell her everything that happened. And now she's shocked. She is totally shocked. And she's like, <laughs> Donna's like, I didn't even know y'all were back together. And Katie's like, mm, we aren't. And then they kind of, you know, laugh. And of course, they both try to talk Katie into giving Bill one more chance. And Katie admits that she does love Bill and she wants her family back. So, of course, they get her all, you know, excited and tell her, look, you you need to go find Bill. And Katie's all excited and she leaves to go find Bill. But I thought this was so funny. She doesn't have to search for him because she tracked his phone. <laughs> I think that is so funny. She claims she tracked his phone so that she would know where he is at all times because of Will. But I have this feeling because most of the time when girls track a guy's phone, it's because they want to know what he's doing. They want to, they either want to know what he's doing or they're interested in, in finding out what's going on. Over at El Giardino with Bill and Shauna. They are discussing Flo being a Logan. And they're chit-chatting. And basically, Shauna can see that Bill's upset. So she asked him what happened. And Bill tells her that he proposed to Katie. And then he explains what happened and how he got rejected. And he says, you know, I'm really trying to show Katie that I'm different now. I'm trying so hard to change, and all I want is my family back. So basically, they're, that's what they're talking about, they're chit-chatting. And then Shauna and Bill kind of start to flirt a little bit back and forth, but it's nothing, you know, serious. It's just a little flirting, like, remember what happened all those years ago, and stuff like that. And then Shauna says that it would be fun to get drunk and see where the night goes. But she doesn't want to do anything to the Logans because it might jeopardize Flo's relationship with them and she's not willing to do that. Now see, sometimes Shauna's a good mom and sometimes she's not. Encouraging your daughter to keep a secret that is literally making her sick, not such a good mom. Um, if she was a really good mom, she would take the rap for it. Because believe you me, if I had if I had children, I would definitely take their rap to get them out of trouble. I know it's a horrible thing to say, but in this particular situation, I mean, let's be honest, poor Flo was basically tricked. And when she did find out what was going on, she was in so deep. And Reese was definitely using her feelings for him to his advantage. Hmm, who does that remind you of? Thomas. He's using Douglas's... He's No, he's using Hope's feelings for Douglas against her. Back at Forrester Creations with Brooke and Donna, 
they're both so happy for Katie and they're all giggly and they're so proud of themselves that they help reunite Katie and Bill and they're just, you know, loving, loving it. Now we head back to El Giardino. Katie shows up to see Bill and she's all excited and she walks in and she sees Bill at the bar with Shauna. And she, I think she overhears them talking. At least I hope she does because they weren't saying anything bad. They were actually, when Katie came in, they were actually talking about Katie and how sad Bill is and etc. And how really he only wants Katie, basically. So if she did hear it, I don't think she'll be mad. But if she didn't hear it, she might be mad a little. Because she'll think, oh, really? You proposed to me and then you go drinking with your old girlfriend? I could. This could go either way. Like, this could play out either way, depending. So, I, we have to wait till Monday. So, Katie sees them. And she hesitates. And she hurries up and hides. And she's watching them and listening. And Shauna kind of like pats Bill on the arm and she's like well it was good talking to you and you're not as bad as I thought you would be and then she leaves and of course she doesn't see Katie because Katie's kind of like hiding and I'm not sure I'm honestly not sure what's going through Katie's mind I don't know if she's mad about this I don't know her facial expressions didn't look mad it looked more kind of shocked like she looked more kind of shocked to see them together but I hope that she doesn't overreact because honestly, these two, they're like, Bill was not hitting on her. He was not putting his charm out. You know, Bill's a very charming guy. He wasn't trying to charm her. So, you know, I hope that that's not what he gets accused of because that would just be sad. Now we head over to Flo's apartment with Flo and Zoe and just to let you guys know, I'm about to make you angry. Please don't be mad at me. It's not my fault. So we head over to Flo's apartment and Zoe is yelling at Flo. Telling her that she has to keep the secret. And now Flo is getting ticked. And she yells back, I cannot live this way anymore. And I do, I feel very sorry for Flo. Because she's filled with guilt. And she just can't take it. So Zoe throws it in her face that she lied and she helped and she signed papers and that she will go to jail too. Flo feels that she has to help Hope. So it's a risk she has to take. Then Zoe threatens her and tells her that she better keep the secret forever girl bye like get the get your ass out of my apartment you got about two seconds to get out before I throw you out by your long hair and don't think I won't do it bitch that's what I wish Flo would have said <laughs> but of course that's not what she said because Flo's obviously a nice decent person so then Zoe brings up, because now she's getting desperate, right? So she's going to bring up anything that will hurt Flo. 
So now Zoe brings up Wyatt. No one, if this gets out, no one will talk to you ever again, especially Wyatt. Really? Like, that's so, that is so below the belt. So below the belt. And then, of course, she goes on to say they have to take the secret to their graves. Do you hear me, Flo, to our graves? And I'm like, whatever. Okay, you're not the one who's going to have to deal with all of this because you obviously are a horrible person because it's not even bothering you and you don't even care. So why don't you just leave? Okay? Anyway, so Zoe tells Flo very rudely that she needs to use her head. Does she want to go to jail? Now Flo's really angry. So she grabs her phone. It's her own phone now. Flo picks up her own phone and she's like, I'm going to call Hope. Because this this has gone on too long. And Zoe, so, okay, sorry. So Flo grabs her phone and she turns her back to Zoe. And Zoe actually puts her arms around Flo's body, both arms, and tries to grab the phone out of her hands. Oh, no, you didn't, bitch. No, you did not. Just touch me. Okay? Uh Uh-uh. So then, this is not the worst part, okay? So then, Flo, like, tries to yank away. And that, that bitch, Zoe, pushes her. Like, literally, takes her hand and pushes her. And Flo loses her balance. And she falls, and she hits her head on the table. It's either the desk or the table. And she's unconscious. She falls to the ground and she's completely unconscious. And Zoe's like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. But she's not even calling 911 to get help. She's not running outside to see if she can find nothing. Nothing. So you can imagine how this looks when Shauna walks in. Right? So Shauna comes in and she freaks out. She's like... What did you do to my daughter? And she's like, oh my God, like any mom would. And Zoe is trying to tell her that it was an accident. But if you want to know the truth, that bitch pushed her. Okay? That was not exactly an accident. I mean, of course, her end goal. I I don't think Zoe's end goal was to actually hurt Flo. But that's not the point. Keep your hands off people. Okay? Keep your hands off of people. Shauna is now completely freaked out because she can't wake Flo up. And Zoe's desperately, Zoe is desperately trying to explain that it was an accident. It was an accident. She didn't mean to do it. And something just kind of snaps in Shauna because she doesn't buy it. She is not believing one word of what Zoe is saying. And she reaches in her purse and pulls out a stun gun or a taser, whatever you want to call it, and points it at Zoe, who is now completely freaking out. Her eyes are like biggest saucers. She's freaking out. She's begging, please don't shoot me. Please, please, it was an accident. And Shauna's just staring at her like, mm, mm, like, I don't know, maybe I'll just shoot her. <laughs> And then that is how Friday ends on a cliffhanger. My favorite way to end the soap week. 
I do apologize for the episode coming out late. To be honest, I had some major technical difficulties. So I have it fixed now and I got it out as soon as I could, guys. So let's analyze this. Let's break it all down. Okay, I'm going to talk about Ridge first. Clearly, Ridge is worried about Thomas. I don't blame him. He is Taylor's son. And he's acting crazy. He's very worried about the feelings that Thomas has for Hope. And it disappointed me that he didn't tell Brooke the truth or the whole truth. I feel like this is something he should really tell Brooke. Because this tragedy or this calamity or this whatever is going to happen, okay, whatever Thomas is going to cause, could probably be prevented simply by giving Wyatt, Liam, and Hope a heads up. Thomas is up to no good. I'm going to cover Bill and Katie super quick. I was a little shocked that she didn't think about the proposal at least. But I totally get it because he's hurt her very bad more than once. And he left her for her sister twice. So I get it. She's scared and she doesn't know if it's the right thing to do or not. Again, I told y'all this before, I'm on the fence. I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I'm on the fence. I'm I'm happy if Katie's happy. I'm just concerned that Bill may not be as changed as he thinks he is. And I'm worried that he's going to break her heart again. And I really hope not. Let's talk about Zoe. I don't want to, but I'm going to. Zoe is a horrible person. The way that she talks to Flo and the way that she acts is unexcusable. It is rude. She treats Flo like it's Flo's fault. Like Flo's the criminal. Um, uh, excuse me. Your dad, Reese, is the one who tricked Flo and then used her feelings for him against her. And then by the time she found out, it was too late. And I just feel like Zoe takes everything out on Flo. And you know what? It was not even her idea. Like, ugh. It just makes me crazy. And I can tell you, I don't care if you are old, young, yellow, green, blue, purple. You come into my house and talk to me the way she talked to Flo, we will have problems. It's just very rude and I don't like it. I really hope she gets fired when the truth comes out. I want to talk about Liam just for a second. I am so over everyone thinking that Liam is a mindless robot. Okay? I'm not saying he's my favorite, but I don't dislike him. He's a good guy. And the fact that people use that against him makes me crazy. Because everyone, Taylor... And Thomas, and even Hope sometimes. They think that they could just puppet Liam around like he's a puppet on a string, like he's a robot with a remote control, like he has no feelings and no mind of his own. Okay, he's a grown-ass man, and if he wanted to be with Steffi, he could. He could be with Steffi right now if he wanted to be, but he doesn't. 
Hope gave him an out. He doesn't want to be with Steffi. He wants to be with Hope now. And no matter how much everyone else may wish different, that doesn't change how he feels. That's what annoys me. I know we're running over our normal time, so I'm going to try to hurry, guys. Let's talk about Sally and Wyatt really fast. So, this is what I'm thinking. It, It depends on how Sally plays this. If she's loyal to Thomas and she keeps the secret and she doesn't say anything, they're going to have problems. Because Wyatt already thinks that they were hugging in the office. And then if he finds out she's keeping this big secret for him, that will be problems. Not to mention they have to worry about the whole Quinn thing causing problems. But if Sally plays this right, And she tells Wyatt exactly what's going on. And they handle it together like a couple should. They could probably make it through this. I really think they probably could. Because Quinn is going to push and push and push. But ultimately, it's Wyatt's decision who Wyatt is in love with. And he's in love with Sally. I like these two together. I like Sally with Wyatt. But I also like Sally with Thomas. And I don't mind Wyatt with Flo. I think they make a good couple. I think for some reason, Spencer men are very attracted to Logan women. So that makes sense to me, actually. All right. Let's talk about Flo. I feel really bad for Flo. I really do. There's a part of me that's like, oh, this poor girl. But then there's another part of me that's like, really? With one simple visit, you can change everything with one sentence. Why are you letting people boss you around? Are you not a grown-ass woman? Who cares what Zoe wants you to do? Who cares what she demands? Who cares what your mom wants you to do? It's about you. Flo has to live with this. So it should be up to her what she wants to do. Zoe's very selfish. And she does not fool me for two seconds. She wants Flo to keep her mouth shut. Because if she doesn't, she will lose her cushy life and her cushy job at Forrester. And she knows it. I think it's very much selfish. Yeah, yeah, she's worried about her dad. But he's long gone In another country. And I don't think she's really that concerned. I think it's more about herself. But that's just my opinion. So I don't know what Flo's going to do. But this is what I'm thinking. I have three scenarios going on. Okay. So Flo's unconscious on the floor. Either she's going to wake up. And she's going to be fine. Or she might have like a slight concussion. I mean, we all... Remember Liam had a concussion. So, she might wake up and have like a small concussion and be fine. But just be really pissed at Zoe. Because Zoe pushed her. Or, she's going to not wake up and have to be taken to the hospital. And be in like a coma. Because you know soaps love a good coma. Or... She's going to wake up. They're all going to think she's fine. But she's going to have some sort of amnesia. Which is so... (laughs) 
I really hope they don't go that route because that's so soap opera. Like that's so soap opera predictable for her to wake up and oh yeah now now she she has no memory of what of of anything no memory at all. Well that's convenient. So that is my three scenarios because I don't I can't think of what else could happen. Um, I'm also wondering if she's gonna say anything about Zoe pushing her. Or if she's just going to go along with, oh, yeah, it was an accident. Well, you know, I don't really like to do spoilers, so we'll just have to wait till next week. I don't really like to spoil it because then what's the fun in watching it every week? So that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I apologize that this is coming out so late. Technical difficulties. I honestly am not very computer savvy or tech savvy so um basically when something happens i just freak out and call my husband because i don't know what's happening i do apologize for the episode being late it is a big episode this week i covered both weeks and i appreciate everyone's support i would love to hear from you guys comments predictions feedback your answer to the burning question who should win the emmy Sorry, guys, I'm losing my voice. So, get in touch. You can get in touch with me at theboldandbeautifulpodcast.com. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you use iTunes, if you could give me a five-star rating and or a comment, that would really help the podcast because it helps me move up to where it's easier to find. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I will be back in your ears next week. Until next time, bye guys.